Hello. I tried to do a different tone that time. Hey guys, I got a face full of food. <laughs> hey guys. She's trying not to chew on mm-hmm. the microphone that I started without her a- approval. That's okay, I'm going to finish my snack. Good. You do, do the intro. Um, hello, welcome to Diet Riot Podcast. We are Brooke and Alyssa Miller, both registered dietitians, both live in Denver, both moms, both from the Midwest originally, mm-hmm. which is why you'll hear words like warm or mom. Or bag. Chicago. <laughs> bag. <laughs> oh. Boat, maybe. Like boat. boat. Do you understand I'm saying boat? Boat. We'll probably be talking about boats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's common to talk about boats and diet together. <laughs> but it might come up and you may not know what I'm talking it about. It might. about gut health and this is a big topic so we've decided we're going to break it up into today we're going to talk about like general gut health try to keep it a little shorter because our last few episodes have been a little longer um and we're going to do a whole separate episode on probiotics um because we think that there's plenty of information out there to fill an entire episode we've also already done an episode on fiber Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We did. <laughs> so and go back and listen to that. Yeah, that that has a lot to do with gut health. So Right. So um, we're kind of breaking it up into pieces, and we'll see as we go how much we can cover. But we're going to try to keep it shorter. We're mm-hmm. trying to keep these to like 30 to 40 minutes, and they're getting a little long on us because mm-hmm. we love to talk. Mm-hmm. But while Brooke's eating, we can capitalize on a short podcast. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's basically dinner time. Yeah. All right. So I'll start. So yeah, you, can, you start. So you can snack mm-hmm. on your meal. Okay, so gut health, I feel like, has been something that's gotten more popular lately. People talking about it and, like, interested in gut health. At least I feel that way, but I'm also, like, in this community of dietitians who talk about poop and intestines mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> so maybe I'm off on that. But I do feel like there's been, like, a better um, push for people to, like, actually have healthy gut flora. Um, so I wanted to talk about kind of a few different things within the gut health arena so what it is and how to obtain it but um basically when people talk about gut health what I think people are talking about is like the gut microbiome Mm -hmm. which is the makeup basically in your small intestine and mostly in your large intestine are billions that's billions with a b of um bacteria Mm -hmm. (laughs) and antibiotics Listen, Alyssa is 34 weeks pregnant, okay? She can't think straight. Actually, by now, oh man, I'm going to be 37 weeks pregnant when this airs. That's insane. I, I may no longer be pregnant. You might probably. have a baby. I hope so. I hope I'm still pregnant. But, okay, well that just got a fire under my butt a little bit. Anyways, so the microbiome filled with a ton of bacteria. And some of you may be like, what? There's bacteria inside my body right now? That's disgusting. Get it out. No, no, no. You You want want it. (laughs) (laughs) You want it. Um, It's so, so good for you. And um, the biggest thing is having like a diverse colony of bacteria that lives in your small intestine and large intestine. And what what that bacteria does, and there's good and bad bacteria always. So what that bacteria's main role is, is to actually help you digest and break down food um, so that you can absorb it better, so that it can actually 
um, that you can actually use the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you're eating, but also um, to keep you healthy. So it's like your number one defense immunity-wise is actually through your gut. So when you're eating, obviously you're not sterilizing every piece of food that goes in your mouth or your silverware. Germs are going into your mouth and up through your nose all the time and into your digestive tract. And what this bacteria can actually do is neutralize um, bad bugs that get into your belly or take them over or colonize them so that they don't end up turning into colds or sicknesses or flus or you know, infections or <laughs> any of the nasty stuff that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Your gut's actually like the first defense in your immune system. So it's important to have a diverse and rich and f- colonized bacteria farm growing in your belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and the last few decades, they've done a lot of studies that link gut health to your immune system, like she said, mm-hmm. mood, mental health, mm-hmm. autoimmune diseases, endocrine disorders, so your hormones, excuse me, skin conditions and cancer. So it's a lot all coming me, from your gut. A lot of things that are, yeah, related to it. Um, like she said, there's so many different species of bacteria in our digestive tract. So some of them are really good. And then some microorganisms we don't want in our, you know, gut, which would be like a, I don't know, what would be a good, um, like E. coli? Like, <laughs> that would not be great. Um, and the thing is, know, there's a, a lot, lot of people... Foodborne um, illnesses. Strep. There's a lot yeah. of... There's a lot of um, the point is, is that in your gut, there's a mixture of good and bad. You want the good to always outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, when the bad starts outweighing the good or taking over, that's when you start getting sick. That's when you have a weakened or compromised immune system that you end up with um, major illnesses that can end up getting through. So, or if you wipe out your gut bacteria, like if you're on an antibiotic, the antibiotic is antibacterial. It actually kills that bacteria that's in your gut. So once you take an antibiotic, it will actually completely wipe out the good and the bad bacteria. So what's good about an antibiotic is if you have something that's taking over, you can take the antibiotic and it wipes it out, but unfortunately it takes all the good bacteria with it. And then you have to kind of start from scratch, which is really hard. And usually where probiotic comes in. Yeah. yeah. So when, um, yeah, so I was actually on an antibiotic recently twice because of mastitis, Mm. which is an infection in your boob from a clogged milk duck. Yeah. It's not fun. Um, I've actually never had it, but it doesn't sound uh, pleasant at all. It's awful. You get flu like symptoms. You feel like you're dying. Yeah, a little bit. Heard bad things. Um, but yeah, so I took a probiotic while I was on it. I took them at different times of the day, and then I took it for two weeks after. Mm-hmm. So each time, I was essentially on a probiotic for like a month for each antibiotic. Right. So definitely, it's important if you're taking antibiotics to take a probiotic because you're wiping out so much. It's still not going to make up for the damage that the antibiotic does. Exactly. Though. Yeah. But it's help. It's helpful. Yeah. So. It definitely starts that regrowth. Um, the So probiotic is essentially, it's like a capsule or a pill or whatever kind of form you take it in that um, contains a ton of good bacteria. And you want to look for one with literally billions of different cultures and different strains. So um, if you're just taking a one strain, like the goal is to have a very large, diverse um, colony of bacteria all growing and living in your belly. And if you're only taking one strain, <laughs> you're really not doing your belly any good. Mm-hmm. So you, because there's literally billions out there. So you want to take a probiotic and this is what we'll get into another episode, like how to choose a good one, what makes sense, what doesn't, how to take it, all those different forms. And if you guys have any questions about probiotics specifically, please send them to us so we can answer them in our podcast. 
But basically taking that probiotic orally um, will jumpstart that growth in your belly to help protect that microbiome that um, you should work hard to get a good one because it, like Brooke said, it affects so many different parts of your body and it literally, the research is just getting started, I think. Like Uh there's something called the gut-brain axis, which basically is this, um, the central nervous system has neurons in your brain is the most, um, the most amount of neurons is in your brain. The second number of, or the second highest population or whatever you want to call them of neurons is actually surrounding your gut. And so what that means is that your gut and your brain will talk all the time. So what's going on in your gut and what's going on in your brain, um, will affect each other directly and can, can put an effect on each other. So when you think one thing about, and this is what I talked about in a previous episode, you can actually think you're going to have an allergic reaction or negative reaction to a food. And then if you eat that food, it will come to fruition. Even if this is literally just through like a lot of research that they've shown, um, that you can actually will yourself into having a bad reaction with food and vice versa, which is nuts. Because Mm -hmm. if you've been told since you're a kid that you're allergic to shellfish or you're allergic to, I'm not saying try something that someone's told you you're allergic to, but be tested. Um, Or just like, oh, I just always get really sick if I eat a donut or chips or whatnot. You know, this is something that your brain tells your body to react that way. So, and vice versa, your gut can actually communicate to your brain as well and cause things like anxiety has been like the number one thing studied um, Mm -hmm. that's coming directly from your gut. So it's super important to have a healthy, strong gut microbiome in order to prevent any dysfunction. Um, not, I mean, you won't be able to control all of it, but mm-hmm. a lot of it um, throughout your body because your gut is so healthy and it's like the first line of defense for everything else. I think everyone just assumes like just the foods we eat and just probiotics affect our gut health, but mm-hmm. really like stress levels, yes, sleep, totally. and then sleep, yes. eating processed foods and sugar, obviously. And then the antibiotics, like those are big factors. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating everything perfect, perfectly healthy, yeah, quote unquote, quote perfect. unquote, you think um, if you have a high stress job or a high stress life, yeah. and you're not sleeping, I mean, you're doing just as much damage than eating, you know, highly processed foods. So, or if you're stressing out about the foods you've eaten, you know, we've talked about this a lot in like the diet culture world or orthorexia, or you have a lot of stress around which foods you can and can't eat you're actually putting more stress on your body than if you would just eat the freaking bag of chips. It's mm-hmm. like, so it's such a tedious game and kind of like balanced situation of trying to keep your gut health intact while also keeping that stress level down because stress really does affect it and sleep. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you can like kind of do a few um, like tests on yourself because I've noticed my gut health specifically, like if you really tune into your gut health, so you're listening to like bowel sounds we're talking about, like you're checking your poop, checking your poop, <laughs> just looking directly in that toilet when you poop um, and really keeping an eye on the color, the shape, the size, the amount, how many times a day, all of these factors are totally and completely affected by when you're feeling sick, mm-hmm. by when you're tired, by when you haven't gotten enough sleep, the stress, exercising, what you eat, all of this directly affects your GI health, and that's one of the best ways to know if you have a good gut microbiome or not, is looking at your poop. Mm-hmm. And then some things like you can do to help your gut when it yeah. comes to food. Um, so fermented foods are good. So kefir, sauerkraut, yogurt, kimchi, pickled kombucha foods. is kombucha. my favorite. So good. 
So that's my favorite. I like kefir a lot. I do kefir. is good. Smoothies. I do like kefir. And I like kefir. kefir. Kombucha mm-hmm. are my favorites. I know yogurt's hard because a lot of yogurts have a lot of sugar in them. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, I don't know how much of the good um, bacteria is in a lot of yogurt brands. Yep. So... The thing is, is, some are better than others. When they make claims of live and active cultures, they only have to make that claim for when they package the product. Mm-hmm. So depending on how long it's sitting there in an anaerobic or with or without oxygen situation, like if it's packaged, you don't know if those bacteria have really grown or thrived. So the best thing that I've found is like a diverse approach to eating. Yeah. So all the fermented foods, not just, oh, I only have kombucha as my source. source right, or only like yogurt. Or... Like, try to get a variety. Yeah, and yeah. just choosing yogurt, just find one that's low in sugar. Right. Added sugar, and then you're okay. Um, and then what I found, which is kind of sad, um, artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. can actually negatively affect your gut. Yes. And I used to be big <laughs> into Diet Coke. I've gotten way better. Like, I yeah. probably have a Diet Coke a month, mm-hmm. maybe a few a month. But mm-hmm. it's very... Not nearly as much as I was having. I mean, I was always having, like, four a week, probably. Yeah. Which still, like, isn't a lot of soda, but for me, it was a lot. Right. Um. So, yeah, I saw that and was like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, it's a balance no. of what you enjoy versus, like, how it's going to affect your body. But, yeah, that sugar, the artificial sweeteners can negatively affect your blood. Uh, or your blood. <laughs> Alyssa, get your ish together. Your gut. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, and it's interesting because some bacteria need sugar to feed. Some bacteria need air to feed. Mm -hmm. Some bacteria die when there's too much air. Like, everything's different. So the being diverse about it and finding new foods that you can eat is really good. That's going to be your best bet is just that diverse making, Mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of choices. And that's true of the probiotics as well um, to get the best outcome in your gut and you'll notice a difference if you start to incorporate fermented foods into your diet mm-hmm. yeah That's a big difference <laughs> and same with like polyphenols can be helpful for your gut bacteria mm-hmm. so some of those would be like dark chocolate Ugh, red wine okay <laughs> twist my arm grapes and red wine yeah green tea almonds onions blueberries i was like this is pretty much like yeah i eat those all the time all of those. Well, there's something, I mean, I think you're kind of touching on it here too. It's like prebiotics. So yeah. prebiotics are what's needed in your diet as far as whole foods in order for the probiotics to grow well or to ferment and cause that growth and colonization of, um, of bacteria in your stomach. So prebiotics, the biggest ones are garlic and onion mm, that mm. a lot of people, I think it's easy to get in your diet as long as you like those foods. Yum, I mean, yes. I cook with that all the time me too. It's and cooking. Favorite. It's great. I mean, you know, but there's a lot of prebiotics out there. That's basically whole foods that can ferment down and feed that bacteria to grow the good stuff versus using something like artificial sweeteners that will grow the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And even like apples, artichokes, mm-hmm. um, those also increase one of the good bacteria so yeah so i mean i think in general like the more fruits and vegetables you eat and nuts and seeds like Uh i mean i don't think anyone will argue that those are bad foods it all comes back to whole foods yeah and you're helping your gut by eating those foods and sleeping yeah and you know it's just like there's a lot the the fiber it's really important yeah so i mean the more whole foods you eat the better off your gut is going to be Mm -hmm. Because then you're not going to have as much room for all of the artificial sweeteners and all of the sugary and processed foods. Right. Which, again, if you want it every once in a while, not a big deal. But 
the more often you eat consistently real foods, you know, the better you're going to feel mm-hmm. and your gut's going to feel. So if you're trying to like, if it's cold and flu season, you know, mm-hmm. that would Huge. be a really good time to really focus on this and yeah. try to eat as much fruits and vegetables, you know, and mo- maybe go a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. During the fermented flu season. foods, it's like, you have to kind of work yourself up to it. Cause yeah. if you start just dumping them in your body, your body won't know what to do with it if you're not used to it. And some people don't prefer the taste. There are certain fermented foods I really like and certain fermented foods I don't particularly mm-hmm. love the taste of, specifically kimchi, but I have to buy yeah. the mild kimchi it's, because I'm a baby. It's, <laughs> it's spicy. Yeah, I don't really... Mm. Well, I have a hard time incorporating it into, like, dishes. Like, it's, unless I'm, yeah. like, putting it on top of an already Asian dish or something, it's, it's hard to incorporate and to get the right amount of it. Like, you still need half a cup or whatever. You I know, know. It's, it's like yeah, more than I can eat, <laughs> especially of the spicy kinds. But it is super important. So finding those fermented foods that you do like, um, that you enjoy, and trying to be diverse about it. Because there are a lot out there, especially now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I did for a long time was miso. And oh, I would yeah. put miso in hot water and literally have like a miso soup every day drink, yeah. during the winter. <laughs> yeah, it's like a drink. Um, instead of like chicken broth or whatever. But I really liked it. Um, it kept me warm <laughs> working from home. It was nice and cozy. It's kind of like a tea. Um, also, those little like... I don't know what they're called, but the yogurt shots I get oh, from yeah. Costco. Mm-hmm. Do you know what those are called? No, but I know what you're talking they're about. like Japanese or like Korean maybe. They've got like, I don't know. But those are really good and easy to eat. They're just like a shot basically of a probiotic. Um, so we would do those. But yeah, I mean pickled, like anything pickled pretty much is going to have a good amount of probiotics in there and um, good bacteria. Um, you can make your own kefir or your own kombucha. It's I a want lot of work. To do that someday. <laughs> I would love to do it, but I have heard that it's a ton of work. And you know what I've heard is it's really hard to go on vacation. <laughs> oh, okay. Because so it not. will literally like over ferment oh, and yeah. create too much, and you have to like tend to it. It's kind of like a. It's very demanding, is what I've heard. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe we'll try it and let you know how it goes. But yeah, let me know. I've heard it's pretty demanding, which I think is funny. <laughs> That's funny. I can't go on vacation because my kombucha is brewing. I. Go take care of my little, what's it called? A spore. Is that what it's called? A uh, mother? No. What right? The, is it called a spore or no? I thought it was called a mother, isn't no, it? No, what's the thing in kombucha? <laughs> Let's look it up. It is, what is it called? Scory? Scoby. Oh, yeah, scoby. Scoby. Oh, you're right. It is a scoby. <laughs> I was thinking vinegar, huh? Is the mother. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar has the mother in it. Oh, Scoby. Anyways, so apparently I can buy it on Amazon. I had it in my cart at one point, and then I was like, I backed out because my mm. friend was like, it literally was making too much for me, and I cannot keep up with it. <laughs> so we just need like one friend to do it. Beth's going Beth, to maternity yeah. leave. Let's make her do it, and then we'll go to her she house and pick it up for a while. Yeah, Beth, what are you doing? Going? Yeah, we'll just have her do it, and then we'll pay her for it. Okay. Like I'm, I'll pay her. Yeah, to get Kombucha's homemade. Expensive. Kombucha. Yeah. There's places in Denver that have it like on tap. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So what I would challenge you to do is to look up fermented foods, figure out ones that you would enjoy adding into your diet. Or try a new one. Or try a new one. Okay. Um, and see how it affects your gut health. And for me, when I really started focusing on gut health and like getting kind of excited about it, I noticed a huge jump in my energy levels. Huge. And I was like, gosh, this is such a big difference for me in just the amount of energy I have. And the reason that is, is because the more um, 
the more colonies of good bacteria you have in your belly, the better they work together to digest and break down food and ferment foods themselves that then you can digest and um, absorb through your huge, your gut is like the biggest surface area of any part of your body. You can then absorb more energy and use that energy. That's why I was more energetic and my poops were better. So it was my poops. It's just so much. Goodness. Oh my gosh. For real. Like the, so Ashton right now, he's still, by the time that we, this is out, he'll be back on breast milk. But mm-hmm. like it has been night and day. He's on a specialty formula for his chylothorax. He can't oh, have, yeah. he can't have fat in breast milk and his poops like no joke. It is like unreal how different Ooh. his poops are. And like his, I'm sure his gut is just like Shot. taking a big hit, yeah. you know, is well, breast milk, I mean, talk about, I mean, you could just drink breast milk if you want. That'd be a great, <laughs> great source of good bacteria. Yeah. Adults need a little bit more than that. Brooke will sell the you one gram, yours, The so. one gram of protein in it. Um, well, yeah. No, but it's insane. Like, yeah, it was no, night and day. I was like, wow, his poops are, like, so different. And yeah. I'm, like, really excited for him to go back on breast milk just for the poop. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be so much just easier cleaning. cleaning. Yeah. And the smell, it smells sure. better. Yeah, because breast milk poops are like hardly smell. They smell like sweet. They're really not bad at all. They're not bad. And a cloth diaper. I'm not even cloth diapering right now because yeah. I would have to spray. No. And like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm, I mean, once I run out of disposables, I'm not going to go to the store. So I will have yeah. to cloth diaper. But Well, hopefully not for very long. I know. I was just like, can we... Yeah. Can we go back to good poops again? Yeah. I promise you, you'll see a big difference in your poop. And especially like if you go on a diet, like when you go on vacation or you change the way that you're eating, or if you're eating really unhealthy for several days in a row, you're traveling or whatever the case may be, um, you'll notice a big difference because the gut biome changes pretty rapidly. I mean, you can change it pretty quickly um, with just the foods that you're eating, the amount of sleep and the stress. And if you start to eat these kind of more, if you're eating foods that are actually going to start feeding your bacteria, your bad bacteria more, you'll notice it and you'll start dumping. You won't get as much energy out of your, out of your food, probably end up with some diarrhea, like really mm-hmm. uncomfortable um, bowel sounds or anything like that. And it's all affected to how you're affecting that gut health. And so it's super, super important and really important to create a good environment for digestion and for that great gut brain access so that it actually helps your mental stability and all of that gets you to a place to make better choices according to your body and more in tune with how you're feeling and it's it's unfortunately a really hard cycle like once you break it it can be very deterring because you eat something you don't feel good about you feel bad you feel shame you feel uncomfortable you try to do better you binge or you go on a diet cycle or something and then that stress breaks down and then you binge again and then it creates this angst (laughs) in your gut and then it um like the gut brain axis it can actually cause anxiety to set in you feel bad about yourself so it can be a really bad habit to break but if you think about it on the flip side if you're taking care of your gut health and you're focused on having a good gut motility you actually change so much more than just that like i don't know if you guys heard but brooke was talking about your endocrine system are all affected by your gut brain axis you can actually affect the amount and the regularity and the effect of the hormones on your body to like literally suppress all of the stress hormones and increase your happiness hormones. That's amazing. By the food that's that you eat, by the way that your gut is breaking down and fermenting food, that's incredible. So it can be a really uplifting cycle too when you're choosing foods that feed your gut well, gives you more energy, 
increases your better hormones that, you know, make you happier, feel better, and actually release some of the anxiety and stress, I mean, that's a huge perk of eating for your gut health. Like, it can affect your your mental health. Yes. Not to say it's, like, going to cure depression or anxiety, but, like, it can help. help. Yeah. Especially in any sort of mild forms or anything. And I feel like I found that a lot postpartum. Mm -hmm. was, like, it can be very helpful, the foods that I'm putting into my body and nourishing myself with. And that's just, I mean, being in tune with your body and being in a state of, like, food freedom and feeling like you have access to all foods. You want to make choices that make your body actually fuel and feel better. And when you start doing that, it's a very addictive kind of way to live your life because you like those feelings of having good hormones and happy and not anxious or stressed. And you actually sleep way better, too. Um, melatonin is one that's released way better when you have good he- um, gut health. And so sleeping becomes easier and more effective. Deeper sleep, which is huge better for sleep. people. <laughs> but Sounds people, I mean, me. <laughs> I want to get good sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. I'm, he slept in the other night, right? Yeah, he's doing better. You're yeah. so close. But now I'm not. Relative. I need to start going to bed earlier. That's, mm-hmm. I put him to bed at 8, so I need to like. On actually go to bed after yeah that. that'd be great <laughs> that was our biggest thing is i would always stay awake for his dream feed and so i'd feed him at like 11 or 11 and then i would go to sleep after that so i'd only get like five or I six know, hours that's how yeah yeah but it's hard it's like hard to go to sleep when you know you're just gonna have to wake up in a few hours <laughs> but it's great anyways everyone have children okay i think that's pretty much everything i had yeah as far as gut health goes, but if you guys have any questions, you can always email us at hello at dietriotpodcast.com. Send in probiotic questions. Yeah, please. Because we want to cover probiotics and it's going to be a very long episode, I'm sure. So Yeah, it'll be good. Send us specific questions. Are you on a probiotic right now? No, I stopped. Um, I was on him while I was taking my mastitis yeah. oh, antibiotics yeah. and I was on him for weeks after. I'm on him right now so I can hopefully pass my strep B whatever. Yeah, I passed that. I'm hoping when I was pregnant. Yeah, so they didn't, but so we shall see. Anyways, I'm on those now, and it's helpful for sure. So, in all areas, not only just in passing that one test yeah. for pregnancy. Um, okay, yeah. Send us any questions you have. Follow us on Instagram at um, diet.riot.podcast. Let us know there or DM us there if you have any questions or topics you want us to cover in the future. Um, but other than that, I think we're good to go. We kept yes. it under 30 minutes. Woo-woo. That was a goal. We'll take our gold star in the mail. Feel yeah. free to email it to Brooke's personal home address. Thank you. I'm um, not giving mine out because of murderers, but uh, she's happy to. So <gasps> come yeah. rock her child at 3 a.m., okay? That'll yeah. Great. Thanks. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.